0: Hello and welcome to the weekly Yes, a podcast where two best friends talk about their joint mission to say yes to life. I am your host, Jara Skakfjord, and co-host is my bestie, the amazing Kristen Garen. On today's episode, Kristen and I talk about empaths, codependency, and being okay with other people not liking you. We reminisce about the lost years of the pandemic and how to incorporate play as a way of life. For today's Fast Facts, I wanted to let you know that in 2024, we are looking to incorporate some of other people's yes stories into this podcast. So if you have a yes story, a story where you said yes to something and it completely changed your life, it doesn't matter if it's small or large, or if you've simply started to say yes more in your life and you would like to share with us what that experience has been like for you. We would love to hear about it. So feel free to email us at the weekly yes at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram, and your story might be featured in one of our episodes in 2024. And of course, it goes without saying, you can absolutely request anonymity. And so without further ado, let me drop you straight into our conversation. Enjoy.
1: So I started this saying yes to everything in September with the intention of saying I have about four months until I go to Tel Aviv, which is where I am now. I was supposed to leave at the time, February 1st. I wound up leaving a few weeks earlier and doing a different thing. But but my intention was it was September. Then I said, I've got end of September. I've got four months until I'm in Tel Aviv on the other side of the world. And let's see if I say yes for four months, who I am. I want to be a different person. I don't want to recognize myself after these four months. I just want to I want to change everything, and I just want to see who I become by doing this, what changes in my life, what my life looks like by February 1st. And here we are. It is January 30th, so I have about a day left, a day and a few hours until February 1st. And uh, wow, I didn't realize I didn't even make a connection. I forgot that was my entire intention behind saying yes to everything for four months. And uh, yeah, I would say I definitely am a very different person. My life looks Drastically different. I live on the other side of the world. I'm dating someone totally different. I am auditioning again. I just wound up in my—I was just in my first callback for theater in over almost four years. Wow, which is since the pandemic, which is a very long time.
0: That is a very long time.
1: (laughs) I was such a long time. It's
0: such a long time. And I was telling you, Dean, yesterday. So we there was like not new seasons of House Hunters, but new to us seasons of House Hunters. Showed up on Hulu and we're we're like, how sometimes Because we love that show? And the theme song started playing and Yadin was like, whoa, I'm just getting a flashback to the pandemic. I was like, whoa, is that when we were watching the show? And he was like, yeah. Wow. And I like the things that he remembered from the first year, six months, first two years or whatever of the pandemic when we were in lockdown, he remembered certain things that I did not remember. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't remember any of this. I'm like, I have blocked a lot of this stuff out of my memory. He was like, I have two. I'm sure you remember things that I don't remember. It feels like the lost years. I think it was maybe Downton Abbey where mm. they were... Was it World War I or two that happens in there? I think one, honestly. I World think it's War World War one. One. Yeah. So the Titanic, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. God, I love that show so much. It's oh. the best. I want to rewatch it now. I haven't watched it in two years and it's too long. It's yeah. too long to watch oh. And yeah, so... At a certain point in the series, World War I happens and their whole lives and their whole house and everything is just taken over by the war and what is needed from the community and everything. And people keep saying before the war and after the war. Mm. And I, when the pandemic was happening, I was like, I wonder if that's what, what's going to happen. We're going to say it before the pandemic and after the pandemic. And I think we are because it feels it's so confusing because it feels like lost time. It feels like time yeah. where I wasn't even, I wasn't even there. Like I wasn't yeah. present. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I guess this is where we're at. We're talking about the lost years. <laughs> we're coming up on, it's true. We're
1: coming up on the anniversary though. We're like a month and a half oh, away. Oh, that's true. That could be why it's like in the ether. That yeah. That could be why it's on our mind. Like I remember New Year's Eve. The, like the newspaper, I have like a New York Times, article, I think they can still have it, New York Times newspaper from January 1st, 2020. And it's, this is how we celebrated New Year's last night. And then it's like also on the front page, coronavirus in China. Wow. And like, you know, so it's, it's already, and it's already such a big thing. And I remember that being a thing of being like, it won't come here. You know what I mean? That's so far away. China's the other side of the world. So we're not, yeah. it's not a problem. Yeah. So it was already like, we're actually in the anniversary already. I don't know when it started. I would be so interested. Twenty. COVID 2019, it started in in 2019, not in 2020. Yeah. (laughs) why they named it that. (laughs) The pandemic is now in textbooks for the first time. Wow, damn. Isn't that interesting? Starting this year, it was just like whatever textbook was just printed. So that's interesting. It's history now. But what's interesting is there was never a celebration or like an end. Like we didn't get like a D-Day of being like, the war is over. Or like at this time... What is it, 11, 11 at 11, a, 11 a.m., I think was what they did. Oh, this is the time. The war is done. 10 10 at 10 a.m. I don't remember. It. Anyway, arm is to stay of being like, this is the end of the war. We didn't really get that, in, at least not in the US. And I I feel like I'm still in a pandemic. I yeah. met my, my work right now and somebody was coughing. We still are tech. We're not, but like COVID ex- still exists. And yeah. was like, wasn't it wasn't at the highest levels
0: since the pandemic. It was just like the other day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is crazy i know
1: but i think emotionally this is i'm not the first person to say this but emotionally because we didn't have a goal post and we didn't have an end of the thing i don't think there was that kind of cathartic oh it's over i feel like a lot of us are still in that it just never ended and it's still i don't don't know and i don't quite know how to get her if that's something that we should be getting ourselves out of if that's something that we need to do collectively or alone or what that means Um, yeah
0: because even like the declaration of Oh, it's not a pandemic now, it's a, what do they call it, an yeah. endemic or whatever? I think like, that wasn't even an official thing where every, I think maybe also because it affected the entire world. Yeah. So maybe it's, I don't know, like they all would have to decide when to declare yeah. that, you know <laughs> what I mean? I wonder if it's just trickier. But hey, but so did World War I. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Or maybe it's just because it isn't actually over and they just moonwalked away from the... We're just going to let the people deal with it because we don't actually want to... The economy has to run and like all of those things. Maybe there are other reasons for it. Or maybe they just don't care. Maybe they just didn't think it was important (laughs) to give us an end date or anything like that. All right, back to work, everybody. Yeah. That kind of thing. Anyway, what was your yes for the week? I... It was very, I was reflecting on it this morning. I was like, wow, did I say yes to anything this week? And then I was thinking about what my, what I had said the week before about what I wanted to say yes to in the upcoming week. And it was saying yes to play and spe- specifically. And uh, and I was like, oh, but I didn't really, I didn't really do that. I had, I had certain ideas in my head of what that would look like. And then I was like, yeah, no, wait a minute. You said yes to five auditions. I had to take because I'm, leaving the country in a couple of days. So I had to tape all of them in one night. And it was so much fun. I was like, that was play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100%. That was play because I was having fun. Sometimes doing auditions is not fun, like depending on where you're at in your mind, essentially. True. But it was so much fun. It was like different characters. They had all these outfit changes. And uh, Yadin, my husband, he was helping me and he was like giving me notes. And we were just like playing with him. We were having fun anyway. So it was It was a lot of fun. So I was like, oh, I actually got a bunch of opportunities to play this week. They just didn't look like what I had maybe imagined in my head. And then yesterday morning, I pulled like a, so I have this very specific Oracle deck that I only use because it's very thorough. It's like the guidebook is like very, like for each card, there's a couple of pages of text about each card and then there's a little healing process that it takes you through and everything i use it very rarely and i only pull one card at a time and the card that i pulled was play with me is what it says and what really stuck with me about what it said here it was talking about how it's time to end this period of your life where it's about working hard and suffering and all of those things. And now there's like a new era coming through where you get to do all of these things that you want to do, but it's going to be through play and not through struggle and not through suffering and not through hard work and like all of those things. And I was like, whoa, this is very on point. And then she said at some point, let me see if I can find it. Essentially what they're saying is that it's not like this playtime and the sense of play and the sense of joy is not something that you're going to schedule in. I was feeling guilty about the fact that I didn't I didn't make time for it in my schedule. And there was like, that's not what this is about. This is a new way of life. This is just how you're going to live your life. This is just how you're going to show up to everything that you do. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's very different. Not to say that you're not going to give it your all when things come up, but it's it's balancing hard work and generous amounts of rest and play is what it says here. This balance prevents you from becoming drained and allows you to sustain a higher frequency more easily. You will know when you are in a higher frequency state because you will feel a sense of well-being, relaxation, openness, and trust. This will feel better than constant striving and enduring life as though it were a marathon. Living your life as though it were a constant challenge with no time out for play will drain your vitality and lightness of heart. Although you have been working hard and endured much In your past, there is an easier, more balanced and enjoyable way for you to live. It is on its way to you now. You can be open to that if you're willing to work with it, not push yourself all the time and learn to let go and give up some attachment to the past. If you believe that you will have suffered for nothing, if you let go of your attachment to that past pain and all you have endured, then you are being asked to see things another way. You have learned from those experiences. You have always done your best and have lived the best way you could. Now there is another way for you to learn and live. That is all. There is no denial of the value of all that has gone on in your life. Just an opportunity to consider opening up to the new way being presented to you an enlightening of you and your life journey. I was like, oh, wow. Like I really, (laughs) this is because I set this particular intention, but I didn't really know what it meant when I said it. It just came out. In this container that we created here with this podcast, I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that this is what I wanted, but it is." And then the whole week, I was just like, "I don't really know what to do with this intention. Do I go out and have some fun? It's like <laughs> I'm an alien. I, is this what humans do for <laughs> fun?" But it's so true that what she's describing here, and she says that at one point, like this is this oracle is way longer. I just didn't want to read the whole thing; it would take many minutes. <laughs> But it's essentially saying that it is not something you schedule in. This is a way of life and this is who you are becoming now. Just allowing it to become a way of life more than it is, okay, this is work and then this is play. Or you can show up to work playfully and just have your entire life be play. So I thought that was just very interesting. I don't know freaking how I'm going to do that, but (laughs) food for thought. I love that. I've started to tap in
1: or practice. I should say I started to practice living as my authentic expression, living 100% authentically. And I can only really do that so far, two minutes at a time, five minutes at a time. Like we're slowly building this muscle. I'm 33 now and 33. And I have spent my entire, I spent 33 years, almost 34 years living inauthentically to please other people, to prove my worth in my head, to keep everything safe. The thing I heard that Teal Swan said this. Well, she said this a long time ago, but she said it on a clip I saw yesterday, which was that she said two things, which were of interest to me. Which the first one was: empaths are empaths because they attune to the unsafe people in the rooms. So they come into the room. This is the way that they've taught to. They've been. They've learned that they do. This is what they've learned. They need to do in order to stay safe. They come into the room and they attune to the people who are not well and make sure that person is. That everything's okay in the room. And that's why they are all introverts. Never An empath is an extrovert because extroverts come into the party and they're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. Because they're attuning to all the people in the room who are in a great headspace and everybody's happy. If there's one person who's not in a great space though, an empath will come in the room and find that one person and be attuning to that person because that's the person who's the unsafe person in the room. That's the person who they need in order to keep themselves safe, their inner child they're they're tuning to that person to keep themselves safe and keep everybody safe, not just themselves but the whole situation and Then I heard her say this morning that often we'll say, especially introverts will say, "I just need some time alone," but that alone time might include the family dog or the family cat, so you don't really need alone time; you need time away from other human beings, and the reason for that is because. What you're actually saying is, I don't feel I can be my authentic self around other human beings. And I need some time being my authentic self. But I feel like I can be my authentic self around this dog or this <laughs> cat. So what's that about? So anyway, fast forward to, I am living with roommates right now for the first time in five years. It's been five years since i lived with roommates. And it's an experience. There's a lot. Of a lot of growth and a lot of challenge that comes up, which is great. I'm so glad I get to do this for six weeks and no longer, <laughs> <laughs> and no shorter either. Yeah, I'm glad I get the full six weeks to do it. And and I woke up and I was like in my my room, which I don't share a room, so I got my own like space over there. I was like I'm gonna and make my matcha, And I was like, ah, oh, here are two people out in the kitchen and living room. Just, I, I don't want to. I'm not ready. I'm too tired. I worked like 13 hours yesterday. I'm exhausted. I got to sleep so late. It's still, I didn't get enough sleep. I don't have the energy to go out there and engage with humans. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Because what I'm saying is, I don't have the energy to force myself to pretend that everything's good and that I can, and my, to basically abuse myself. And put myself in it and pretend that I'm happy and pretend like them what they want. Right, right, right. Put on a mask, be an inauthentic version of myself. That I don't have the energy for. So I need a little bit more rest before I'm ready to go out into the world. But I wanted my matcha. If I lived alone, I would just get up and make my matcha. Drink rise matcha for those listening at home. R-Y-Z-E. <laughs> Sponsored by yeah.
0: Please sponsor us.
1: Please send us some this matcha. Is our Prince Carisha. That's so funny. So I said to myself, okay, Kristen, challenge. First time. So this is what I said yes to this week. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to say yes to being my authentic self for the next three minutes from the time I leave this bed to make my matcha, to bring it back to my bed, to do my morning gauges. And if the people out there, if my roommates come at me and like, how are you doing? And I I don't want to engage don't do anything you don't want to do. Only respond as your authentic self. And it was so interesting to watch. There was one person who was like, good morning. And I was like, good morning. And I was like, oh, I did want to say that. right?" Mm -hmm. But then there was another person who came at me with some intense energy and was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, so much. And I just didn't respond. It was so surreal to just actually not respond to somebody. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't I didn't know I was allowed to do that. Oh, my God. Is this allowed? Yeah. And that was really what it was. It was a shock that nothing bad happened. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. The world went on. I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I wasn't teasered. And I wasn't like, like, you weren't arrested and brought to justice. Nobody like, you know, popped out the closet and like put handcuffs on me and took me away to like codependent jail or something like. That didn't happen. And I was like, wow, I, I think I think that felt good. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't self-sacrifice for the greater good, for other people to be happy, for this person to feel like they were validated or they, you know, they they needed they needed something for me at that moment. And it wasn't my responsibility. Anyway, I made my matcha and I go back into bed. And I was like, wow, I feel like very deeply empowered i say all of this because i am now in a place of being like i could force myself to talk about something that happened this week and you know what i want to do but i was like i just don't really want to yeah you know what i mean and just like sitting with that for a minute and being like what does my authentic self actually want to do it's like starting to see through the veil be like whoa there's i didn't know there was a world out here i thought this was life Mm and if oh no you were just like in a cave but you were in a bunker you're born into a bunker. You didn't know that if you go above the bunker, like you open the hatch and go, oh, look at this. There's all these trees out here. It's so pretty. I didn't know. I'd never seen a tree before. So many metaphors in one. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm at. Starting to honor my authentic self more.
0: I am. Um, first of all, I really love this reminder for myself. <laughs> I'm gonna make everything you said just now about myself. No, because I'm leaving. But for... as we should,
1: though. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, no, people I know. Say things like, yeah, freaking make I, it about you, guys. Like, I know. it is about you. That's why you're like, hearing it.
0: Also, that's what conversations are. Right. I don't know, yeah, I was right. listening to someone the other day. I don't know if it was a stand-up comedian or an actor or someone, someone with a platform similar to this, and they were saying that I really don't like when people say oh my god I was talking to her about this thing and then she made it all about her and she's like that's what conversations are you know what I mean what are you expecting so otherwise it's just a monologue otherwise it's just you spewing your stuff at people and expecting them to just be like and hold space just for your stuff of course they're gonna say then what that reminds them of or oh I actually had a similar experience of that's not people making oh maybe it is about them making it about themselves but that's what being in relationship. it's so funny. You know, and conversing with another human is. And I was just like, I was so gr- grateful that they said that someone was saying that. Because I was like, yeah. Because yeah. I sometimes, someone's telling me something. I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. You know what? Actually, I had a similar thing. And then I go on and tell my thing. And then I immediately feel guilty. And I'm like, oh, no, do they think that I was completely ignoring the thing that they were saying? Or Because I don't feel that way. I don't personally. Right. When I say something and then people go on about their stuff, I want to hear about their stuff. But it's yeah, it's I interesting. Do. It's like in the culture right now, a little bit of, OK, this is not about you right now. Like people are putting it on things that are just like this is just a regular conversation. You know what I mean? It's one thing if, like, you say something to your mom or whatever. For example, like, you're, like, saying something and I was like, yeah, I just feel so badly about da 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 And your mom goes, are you saying that I was a terrible mother? That's making, that's right. that's what that means, making it about you. is whoa, you didn't even listen to anything that I was saying. There's no space for my stuff at all. Right. But there's a difference between that and just, like, having a conversation, like, mine, like, association game, almost. Yeah. That's what having a conversation is. Anyway. What you just said, it's just such a good reminder because I was talking about a few weeks ago that this is what I, this is like my big goal of the year of becoming more authentically myself. And thank you so much for talking about being with being with roommates again. And you're used to just like having your own life and living on your own and how you dealt with that and giving yourself the permission to just show up exactly as you are rather than doing the old patterns of catering to other people or making other pe- people feel good, like that codependent behavior. Because- it took me and it still is taking me. I'm still learning about my codependency. I come from a very codependent household and I'm going back to to Iceland this week. So everything you just said was such like a balm, like a healing balm for like my heart and like a reminder for my brain of yes, don't forget that when you go home to Iceland is that because sometimes, especially I think when you live far away and you go, I don't know, for a weekend or only for a week, I'm only going for a week normally go for I go for at least two weeks because it's a long trip and you want to make the most of it. But I'm only going for a week. And there's this thing that happens where everybody just wants to keep things nice and peaceful and, um, and happy yeah. uh, because you're only there for a limited amount of time. And the same thing goes for me. I want to show up. M- as my best self and I want to have a good time and I want people to feel good when I <laughs> when I come and visit I want it also to be a good experience for them so it was just a really good reminder because I don't know sometimes it's like this thing of like my mom or my family were like do you want to go bowling you want to go to the movies you want to do I'm like I don't want to do anything I'm like I, don't, I just want to hang out right. with you I don't you don't have to entertain me like I'm here to spend time with you yeah. and it's so much of we're just like making sure that you're having a good time I'm like I'm great I'm fine can everybody just stop yeah. But then I do a similar thing of something will happen. And instead of me responding with, uh oh, are you kidding me? Or, hey, this is not OK. Or something that in my world would feel confrontational, I won't do it. I will just ignore it and put it mm-hmm. in my pocket. And I think sometimes that's OK to do. Sometimes that's just life. Like you said, sometimes you don't yeah. have the energy. Sometimes there are days when you do just lie in your bed and wait until people have left the kitchen. But I have sometimes in, in little moments over the years challenged myself to do exactly what you're doing. Of What if I just be, am completely honest and just say exactly what's on my mind? What if I just exactly like I woke up in the morning and I'm feeling sad and I'm not, not going to try and push the sadness away. I'm just going to be sad, even though it might make other people co- uncomfortable. I really needed that reminder because I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> Couldn't have come any later. <laughs> This little reminder. do you leave tomorrow? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) I never buy flights on such short notice, like ever. Like, this is very unlike me.
1: Very unlike me. It's funny because I am in a culture right now, in a nation that is the least codependent people in the entire world.
0: That was the (laughs) biggest culture shock for me when I went to Israel for the first time with, with, with Yadin. And even just when I met his family here in the States, Like they just say stuff. They just say stuff. They just say what they feel. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And like in my world, I was like, oh my God, everybody's so rude. And I was like, actually, actually they're not. (laughs) It was a culture shock for me just in terms of like codependency. Not everybody is, hi, good morning, unless they feel like it. Unless that's where they're actually at. And I was like, this is fascinating.
1: My first time here, or my second time here really, but my first prolonged period of time here, which I say was the biggest yes that I had done. I think at some point when ever? we first started this, you're we like, what was the maybe ever? Yeah. It changed my life, honestly. It really did. And so many levels. Like it's probably the biggest yes ever. Yeah, I would say the one that's affected me the deepest, I'd say that and like starting the not.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure.
1: Going to. Yeah, that was a biggie. Still still in the middle of that one. <laughs> still dealing with the repercussions of starting a nonprofit. Um <laughs> and and also going to my first professional audition when I which I did secretly in 2011
0: I love that story it's that was a story.
1: Yeah, I love that story so much so great but those are probably my three biggest and all three are still with me which is probably why I'd say they're even though they were like small things of just being like I'm just gonna go downtown and give this person my headshot resume and sing me a song you know what I mean but change changed my life mm-hmm. anyway wouldn't have met you Wouldn't be here now. Talking to somebody else on a different podcast. Wouldn't that be weird that's the alternate?
0: That would be hilarious. Like a parallel universe where you're talking to a completely different person. (laughs) I wonder what that would even be. Like, (laughs) would you just like like, Olga
1: from Norway?
0: Like that would be so funny. funny. And there would be what? The weekly, the weekly maybe? Mm -hmm. Not even the weekly. No, like it's not the opposite. The weekly, sure. That's so funny. I have no idea
1: what I was saying. You were well, saying that's gone.
0: yes to going downtown to the audition.
1: Oh, you know what it was? Yesterday, I was talking to a friend of mine who is going through some stuff that I went through a few years ago with social anxiety and codependency and yada and all that good stuff. And I was brought back to like when that healing really began for me and what helped, which was a lot of people are those taking notes at home. Somatic work sacral polarity big time because it's stuck in your body. Mm-hmm. It's fight or flight stuck in your body or just a constant state of fight or flight around humans or whatever causes you anxiety. And uh, I was reflecting that it was coming to Israel for the first time, like being here for a month and a half or so, living here for a month and a half. And it was the first time that I ever experienced people who weren't, their energy wasn't sent forward and they weren't taking care of you all the time. Are you okay? Everything's okay. Thank you so much. Good. Okay. Which can you please do this? And the American. So sorry. Like, so sorry. Know, so sorry. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I'm, excuse me. Sorry. It's oh, my gosh. This is neurotic. I, it's that kind of like crazy energy that we do in, in, in the U.S. Um, it feels like it's very like in front of you, like your energy is not actually in your body. Your energy is in front of you, which is exhausting. And that's what I lived most of my life. And then coming here where everybody's energy is either in their center or right behind their center. Mm. So, And I was like, this is so weird. There's just so much more space. And if somebody doesn't want to say hello to me, they don't. And if, if somebody might just be a nod, and that's it. And we're, I'm like, that's all I thought? Okay. Yeah, it's very freeing. People aren't smiling all the time. And I felt immediately being here, I could feel my social anxiety Lesson went all the way down because I was suddenly around people who were so grounded and they just weren't codependent. And this sort of being your authentic self and knowing that's safe, that that's okay, that others won't judge you for that, that it doesn't matter if others judge you for that, that other people aren't thinking about you.
0: (laughs) And like they they love you
1: even more. well, some of them do.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The ones who love me would love me more. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And the ones who don't, I don't freaking care.
0: Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, actually. Like the, the, those who don't. Yeah. Okay. Bye then. And, and yeah.
1: Bye then. And then also like being okay with people, knowing that people will dislike you. Because yeah. that's it for me. Oh, if I could make every single person in the entire world like me, I would. Yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds exhausting and impossible. But it's, oh, just knowing that there will be people who
0: will hate me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they already do. Also, like, it's not even, again, it's it's a two-way street of, okay, if someone doesn't like you, okay, so that's one thing. Or, like, you're assuming, I'm assuming that at least half of the people, maybe, I don't know, maybe half of the people in this room are not going to like me. Maybe even the majority of people in this room, depending on the room that you're in, are not going to like me. Yeah. And if I'm living a full life, I'm not going to care. Then I'm not going to give these people my time of day. And... It's also, it's not up to you to make them like you. You know how sometimes people don't like someone and then they change Mm. their behavior around them because they're subtly or not so subtly letting them know that they don't like them. You know what I mean? Their tone changes or like their, I don't know. So let's say that someone doesn't like me. I might decide not to like them back. Okay, they don't like me then. Okay, bye. And then I might completely shut them out. But I wonder if I'm not saying this is easy. This is like a, a, a tricky thing to do. But like, how do we then coexist with them? Speaking of authentically and still showing up authentically. Mm-hmm. Like I had this issue with the castmate once uh, yeah. where like, okay, like how can I show up and not just be professional? Because that, that would have been like the resentful part of me. Would have been like, okay, if this person does just like me, I'm going to show up and be the most professional. So no, how can I still show up and have a good time? And like actually make space for this person because we have scenes together, but just let go of whatever this expectation is or this hope that we're going to that this person will eventually like me or that we're going to become friends or whatever. First of all, it's so hard to do. And the desire to make someone like you is so strong. So I'm not saying that I was successful or that it was easy, but I remember it being a very interesting experience and how it was actually less draining for me. Just show up, just showing up authentically. I knew that this person didn't really like me or we're not really bonding. We're not really becoming friends or anything like that. But how do I show up regardless? Not trying to spend energy making them like me, not spending energy being like, like being a little bit sour towards them because I want them to feel like I feel because that's what we do sometimes. I feel badly because you don't like me. So I'm going to make you feel badly. So do you have a yes for the upcoming week? What do you want to say yes to? Just continue practicing authenticity. How about you? I really want to just go, really go with the flow. Just like really saying yes to being present and yes to going with the flow with what's happening right now. Not trying to plan things too much. Yeah. So that's my yes for the upcoming week. Beautiful. Good for you. Good Good for you too. Have a lovely trip. Thank you. I won't see you You next week because I'm on this trip, but I'll see you the following week. See you in two weeks. And also talk to you in five minutes. I'll also talk to you in five minutes. Oh, goodbye. That concludes this week's episode of The Weekly Yes. You will find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at The Weekly Yes. Send us your yeses for the week or any story of when you've said yes and it really changed your life to theweeklyyes at gmail.com. And who knows, we might feature your story in an upcoming episode. Keep saying yes and we'll see you next week.